Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're exploring the book of 2 Peter and learning what it means to grow in grace. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hey, guys, welcome back to Everyday Truth. I am somewhat on the mend now from my uh, bout with the flu. I've got my lemon and honey and tea concoction right there. Wanted to show you that. Feeling a lot better, so thanks for your prayers. Uh, we're in 2 Peter chapter 3 today. So find your place, if you would, in 2 Peter chapter 3. It's just a short book, uh, this little book of 2 Peter. We've called this series Growing in Grace or Grow in Grace uh, because that's the imperative. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I hope that this little Bible study over the past couple of weeks has helped you to do that. We know that uh, God's grace is uh, His unmerited favor that gives us both a desire and the ability to do His will. And God wants us to live by grace and to be empowered by grace, to grow in it. Uh, to become more and more enraptured by what Christ has done for us and all the things that God continues to want to do in us by His Spirit. Last chapter was a bit difficult, wasn't it? From the standpoint of, wow, a lot of sober warnings about false teachers, uh, even uh, warnings, I think, that we take to heart to say, examine ourselves whether or not we be in the faith. And we ended a very difficult section uh, last episode. And now we're in chapter three, the last chapter of our little book study. And so let's go ahead and begin by verse number one, uh, where the Bible says, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both, which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. So we, we began the book uh, in chapter one, talking about the importance of being reminded. Remember the outline for Christian living that we spoke about? Add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance. And we went through that whole list. And then we talked about how Peter made it his emphasis that I'm going to remind you of these things, even though you know them, I'm going to remind you of these things, even though you do them. I'm going to remind you of these things. Even after I'm dead and gone, I want you to be reminded of these things. So here again, the Apostle Peter reiterates his purpose for this letter. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both in which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. You know, it's, it's one thing to hear truth, it's quite another thing to be reminded of truth we've already heard. And so often in life, our problem is not that we haven't been exposed to the truth we need, or somehow we're not equipped uh, to face the battles that are in front of us, but it's that we forget. We forget what God has already taught us. We forget what has already been communicated through his word. So Peter was not afraid to say, I want to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. I think I said a few episodes ago that a faithful preacher is one who's not afraid to, to, to remind believers of 
those basic truths of God's word. And so I want to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. I find it also interesting that Peter said, this is the second epistle I'm writing for that purpose. So that means that as we study the book of 1 Peter, which we did a couple of years ago on this very podcast, one of the very purposes for which uh, Peter wrote that epistle was to stir up the people of God by reminding them of things that they had been taught. Now, let's be reminded that Peter is writing to people that are living in like the 60s AD. And these are times of great persecution in the Roman Empire, persecution for Christians, that is. And they're suffering uh, all across the world, but especially in these regions to which the Apostle Peter is writing, Pontus and Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. They're, they're being targeted uh, by a Roman government that's trying to find a, uh, a poster child for it, its economic problems. And Nero is pinning those economic will, uh, ills of society on Christianity. And P Paul is kind of the, the poster child of Christianity, and, and he's going to die. Uh, so we don't know exactly when Second Peter was written relative to the timing of Paul's death, but it was right about the same period of time. Understand as well that the Jewish revolt against Rome began in about 66 AD, culminated with the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. So these are really, really dark days for Judaism, <coughs> excuse me. And as far as the Roman government's concerned, uh, Christianity is just kind of a, uh, a radical sect of Judaism. So for, for, for political, from a political standpoint, uh, from an economic standpoint, it just looks like God's people are really, really uh, on the losing side. And what Peter is stressing to believers is, no, we're on the winning side. And I want to stir you up and put you in, in, in remembrance that God, ha God has a plan. And God always has had a plan. And God's word has always been a mainstay. It's always been our bedrock. We can always trust it. Way back when, Old Testament, even now, New Testament, we have the authority of uh, the Word of God. So let's see how that plays out here in verse number two. So verse one, the second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. So what were the words that were spoken before by the holy prophets? Well, we would say that's a reference to the Old Testament. Re remember, Peter began the second chapter the same way. Uh, as there were false prophets also among the people, even there shall be false teachers among you. So the, the prophets referred to the way that God communicated in the Old Testament. That, that's, where, that's what Peter's referring to here. So we have the word of God as given in the Old Testament. So think about it. In Peter's day, that was the only word of God they had written down. Now we know that the New Testament was recognized as authoritative and, and we have the New Testament today written down for us, the complete canon of scripture. But when Peter was writing the letter of 2 Peter, obviously God inspired that to be scripture too, but there's no book of 2 Peter. There's no... Um, 
codified form of, of 2 Peter where people are reading it as the Bible. No, their Bible, so to speak, is the Old Testament. And so what Peter says in verse number two is, you ought to be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. In other words, give careful and special attention to what the Word of God has said, what you have studied, what you have come to believe is true, what the Bible has said about uh, the end times, what the Bible has said about Messiah, what the Bible said about the culmination of all things. We need to find our faith in and our confidence in the Word of God. But that's not where he, he ends in verse number two, because he says that you may be mindful of the words which was spoken before by the by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. So, very striking comment that Peter makes here. He equates the words of the apostles with the words of the holy prophets. Okay, we would, <coughs> excuse me, I'm so sorry. We would quote, we would equate that with uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament are of equal authority. Why? Because they're both the word of God. And just as surely as God spoke through those holy prophets in old, in the olden days, in the Old Testament, so Peter says, God has spoken uh, through us, the, the, the apostles of the Lord and Savior today. So the, the Old Testament, the holy prophets, the New Testament, the apostles. Now, does that mean that every New Testament book was written by an apostle no, but uh, every New Testament book was written by an apostle or a close associate of an apostle, uh, whether that be uh, Mark or, or Luke or apostles themselves like John and Matthew or Paul. And uh, now watch what it says in verse number three. Knowing this first. So, well, we can take great confidence in the Word of God. We can take great confidence in the Old Testament and the New Testament, which together give us one irrefutable message about Christ. And what is of primary significance in our understanding of the Word of God as it relates to being encouraged and being stirred up? Well, watch what it says in verse 3. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. So Peter's very quick to point out to his audience that in the last days, there are going to come people that are going to scoff at the promises of God's word. They're going to scoff at the veracity of the Old Testament and the New Testament. They're going to act as if these are simply fairy tales, uh, words of untruth. And we need to know, be, know this, uh, uh, this is a primarily, primary significance that we understand that when times of, of vociferous scoffing, scoffing and doubting come, when these times come, we need to know that the Bible predicted this. Of course, uh, they've always scoffed at God's word. They've always tried to denigrate uh, the, the words of the holy prophets and of the, uh, the commandments of the holy apostles, always have. So knowing this first, the Bible says in verse uh, three, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, and then watch what motivates them, walking after their own lusts. So what are the scoffers motivated by? They're motivated by their own lusts. They have no desire to honor God. They have no desire to stand 
in the fidelity of truth. No, their desire is simply to use their message and use their ministry as a means of getting what they want. The Bible says this will characterize teaching in the last days. You say, now, what are the last days? You know, are those the last couple months before Jesus comes back? Is that the last couple of years before the rapture? I mean, what what are the last days? Well, the last days in the Bible refer to that period of time that began at the ascension of Christ all the way until Jesus Christ comes back again. So in that sense, we've been living in the last days for 2,000 years. You say, well, you know, Kurt, how could they be the last days then if we've been living them for 2,000 years? I like what one commentator said, and that is, the last days shouldn't be pictured as walking to the edge of a cliff and then all of a sudden stepping off of it as if, boy, these are the last few steps I'm going to take. But the last days ought to be pictured as the edge of a cliff along which we've been walking for 2,000 years. No, we've been on the edge of the cliff for 2,000 years walking along that edge. Jesus Christ could have come back at any moment. His coming has always been imminent. We, in that sense, have always been in the last days for these many uh, years, these 2,000 years. And what has characterized these years uh, since the ascension of Christ? Scoffing. From the very first uh, day that Jesus rose from the dead and then uh, was seen of some for 40 days and then finally ascended, there have been scoffers, deniers, uh, those that have sought to discredit the ministry of Jesus. And that has taken place for these two millennia. But what does that what does that mean? It just further validates the truth of God's word uh, that uh, there shall come in the last days the scoffers walking after their own lusts. Now, what will they say? Well, what is their message? How do they seek to discredit the truth of God? God's promises and the word of God itself. But we'll have to talk about that next time because we're out of time for today. So thanks for joining us. Appreciate your faithfulness to the podcast. Looking forward to another episode Uh, next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.